Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources. Great to be with you for the next two hours from one all the way to three every weekday here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, and as we begin the show, it's uh, what we always do here. It's time for us to dig a little deeper, think a little bigger, challenge our assumptions a little stronger, and when necessary, we will disagree a little better. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So starting last week when the jobs numbers came out, there's been a heated debate over whether the policies coming out of the federal government were preventing people from getting back to work. A number of people that uh, are receiving additional benefits from the federal government. Uh, The jobs numbers, of course, were surprising, even shocking to many uh, that there were uh, only uh, about 266,000 people took new jobs. Uh, as opposed to the million that they were anticipating. So they, they missed it by a country mile yeah, in terms of what was going on. And so then then it started to shift to, well, are the policies that are being enacted by the Biden administration, are those encouraging people to get back to work or encouraging people just to stay home? And so that's become the great debate. Uh, of course, as we started the pandemic, the goal was to keep people home, uh, to encourage people to to stay home. And uh, obviously the job market uh, was upended in the midst of all of that uh, 14 months ago uh, and throughout 2020. And so, of course, uh, that was something that the federal government could do and did do. Uh, we're in a different place now. And so it is a good time to assess, do we need to dump more money into that or should we be doing something different in terms of the behavior and giving people proper incentive uh, to do something a little bit different? Uh, one United States senator uh, who is one of our inside sources uh, is uh, presenting a bill that kind of flips the script a little bit in terms of uh, continued payments from the government for not having a job as opposed to an incentive to get jobs. Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska uh, has uh, put forward a bill, uh, the national uh, signing bill, so sign up for a new job. Uh, He explained it a little earlier today. Uh, Take a listen. So I've introduced the National Signing Bonus Act, which is is imperfect policy, but it's much less bad than the policy that's out there right now, which is trying to convert these supplemental uninsurance bonus payments uh, that the congressional Democrats and the Biden administration put in place, try to convert them to a signing bonus so that if you're on unemployment now and you take a job, you're going to get two more months or 101 percent of two months of what you would have gotten on unemployment as a signing bonus for coming back on the job. We don't want to create these perverse incentives where people... People have to choose between doing beneficial things for their neighbor and their community and putting bread on the table. We want to incentivize getting people back to work. 
So again, where's the incentive? And and it's really important to note that the senator uh, started that sentence by saying this is imperfect uh, in terms of policy uh, because it, it's not that way. In fact, one of our uh, texters chimed in and said, hey, what about those of us who kept working and have been working and have gotten back to work? Uh, shouldn't they be given a bonus uh, for continuing to do the right thing uh, as opposed to just incentivizing those who, who were at home? Uh, and I don't disagree with that. Uh, I think we have to look at all of those. And this is why when the federal government gets in the middle of the middle of things, it's really hard to unravel. And uh, it's interesting. Senator Sass uh, went on to say uh, that, again, sometimes we are putting people in a position where they are choosing uh, to make less by going back to work or staying home and getting more. And Washington created incentives that paid more to not work than to work. And so lots of people opt to not work. That's why only 300,000 of those 8 million jobs were filled. Uh, and then finally, Senator Sass uh, said that, look, we're we're putting people in this interesting position. Uh, and this is something that I've talked about for years now, that we, we have to make sure that when we do have the federal government step in, and there are cases like in a pandemic where that can be appropriate for sure, government has a role to play. The problem that we often run into is what do we do on the back end? And so we end up trapping people in these programs. And so there has to be a a glide path. Senator Sass took this on saying, you know, look at this. You can't rationally expect somebody uh, to do something that is going to be harder and cost them actual dollars in their pocket. We are made to work. We're made to do things that benefit our neighbor. We're made to, um, by hard work and grit, put bread on the table for our kids. Obviously, a year ago, in the height of the, the COVID ramp, there was a lot of genuine emergency around jobs. But the response was a flawed response that started paying more for unemployment than for work. And now, not surprisingly, lots of people don't leave the unemployment insurance rolls to take a pay cut to go back to work. So again, a lot of people are saying, well, this is just this is rational behavior from people. If the federal government is going to pay more money to stay at home, then of course you would stay at home. Uh, that that makes sense. That's rational. That's reasonable. Uh, and so the idea is that we have to think again of have we just created a program that is trapping people uh, or are we using are we using our common exercise that we call government to help people move forward. And whenever we get people that are just receiving just enough to stay exactly where they are, uh, that is trapping. That is not helpful. That's not a positive thing. And we've seen it in many different areas where we trap people in programs. We trap people in a lifestyle. We trap people in a host of different things. And and then and then we look at them and say, well, you know, they don't want to work or they're lazy. No, they're rational. They're being rational and reasonable. Now, I agree with Senator Sass and I agree with many of our texters say that, hey, you know, it is about work and a work ethic. And we we know countless individuals and families who have just done it by the bootstraps and have worked their way through really hard things. And we should always applaud that. We should celebrate that. And we should make sure we are creating systems and structures and education that support that rather than undermine it. 
So when we look at at all of this, we got to think again. Did it make sense early on when the goal was to convince people to stay home, to have some additional unemployment insurance money coming from the federal government? Of course it did. And remember, that was sold as a way to, to sucker those that were suffering who couldn't or shouldn't find work in the middle of a pandemic. But the thing we got to think again about is I love it when businesses in this country have to compete for talent. That's a good thing for employees. That's a good thing for families. That's a good thing for communities. But when our businesses are competing against a handout from the federal government, they can't, they can't compete against that. Uh, we've heard stories of all kinds of places that could pay more than $15 an hour who can't fill it because people are incentivized to stay home. So while I don't think Senator Sass's bill is uh, exactly the right thing, it's the right conversation to be happening of how do we make sure we can get people back in the workforce? Because I'll tell you what, if we don't get people back into the workforce today, they're not getting a promotion six months from now. They're not getting that next career opportunity a year from now. And we're going to continue to have this conversation and everybody, individuals, families, and communities are going to suffer. So we've got to think again uh, about what it means and how these programs can be leveraged properly, how we can provide the right incentive to get people to work and to make sure things are moving forward. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.